So thinking about the war in Iraq, America, you already bought it. But over the past seven years, do you have any idea of the price? The first Gulf War cost America $5 billion. We're at $200 billion and counting. We continue to spend about $10 billion every month. The cost of this war is at $350 billion and climbing. By the time it's over, this could be a $3 trillion war. Among those voices there, President Obama, of course, CNN's Jack Cafferty, Senator Robert Menendez of New Jersey, and uh, John Edwards, presidential candidate back in 2004, talking about the cost of the war in Iraq. The invasion began seven years ago. What will the tally finally be when the drawdown and the withdrawal is finally complete, estimated to be on schedule for the end of August? Uh, We are looking at uh, various aspects of the Iraq story as we head towards that uh, drawdown deadline. Linda Bilnas joins us, professor at Harvard's Kennedy School of Government and co-author with Joe Stiglitz of the best-selling book, The Three Trillion Dollar War, The True Cost of the Iraq Conflict. Linda, good morning once again. Good morning. You know, uh, when we spoke quite a while ago, uh, you know, your, your estimates were theoretical. We're much less theoretical now. Is there a running tally of what's actually gone out the door and versus what we're committed to? Well, I think that people are familiar with the fact that we've already spent uh, close to a trillion dollars in real terms on combat operations in Iraq. But what is less well known is that there are still trillions of dollars of costs more that we have already incurred but not yet paid out. And so drawing down the number of troops doesn't save nearly as much money as you would think. And when you say what we're committed to and you say trillions, is that two trillions or is that going to be six trillion? You know, you used plural. Well, um, when you think about the cost that we still have ahead, and there are several costs which are going to add, you know, we have estimated a minimum of $2 trillion more ahead. And, uh, you know, first of all, we should just be clear that we're still going to have 50,000 or so troops in Iraq for the next year and a half. Right. And we also have troops, uh, thousands of troops stationed in Kuwait and Bahrain and Qatar and on Navy ships in the region who are not being withdrawn and who are supporting them. So it costs billions of dollars every month just to keep them there. But there are at least five big costs that, that are still ahead. Um, first of all, veterans' disability claims. Right. And 2 million U.S. troops have been deployed to Iraq and Afghanistan, and already about 450,000 uh, of those who have returned have filed for disability compensation. I and mean, that's a huge fraction. of that. I mean, that is a huge fraction because— twenty um, percent. Well, it's more than that because yeah. half of the troops are still deployed. There you go. Look at that. So it's about 40 percent. Wow. And the vast majority of these claims will be approved, and the government will be paying out benefits for many decades. And that, been- and you're saying that figure is not counted in up front. That's that's a that's a lag figure. That is a lag figure. That's a good way of putting it. Hmm. Uh, that is not counted up front, even though we know from previous wars that the peak year for paying out disability payment comes many many decades later. Um, but in this war, we have. Uh, uh, fortunately, a much higher survival rate, but that means we have a much higher rate of those who are wounded or for whom something happens to them 
uh, during their, their period of service. And these are young people who are going to be dealing with these disabilities for decades. And as you say, even though, I mean, that peak may be many, many decades away, and uh, again, the costs aren't factored in, and uh, they're going to be huge. What are we leaving behind in Iraq in terms of materiel, investments, the kinds of things that are not recoverable? Uh, well, we are, um, you know, we're. I think that we're beginning to sort that out now. I mean, we have to pay billions to replace vehicles, weapons, and equipment that's been used up in the war and to transport the rest of the country out of the country. And these are huge costs. For example, to airlift an MRAP vehicle, which is a heavy vehicle used in Iraq, it costs around $700,000 to airlift that vehicle. So we're talking about a, a large amount of equipment which will have to be transported out, repaired, um, and much of it which will be written off and depreciated. So there are it, it is still unknown, but that is a very significant cost ahead. Um, I know I know you're not necessarily looking at this, but we also have the Afghan war and much of the material that's been airlifted out of Iraq headed over to uh, Afghanistan at great cost. Does the fact that we have two theaters going at once increase uh, the cost of of uh, this drawdown in Afghanistan or in uh, in Iraq? Well, Afghanistan is a very expensive conflict on average about 25 to 50 percent uh, higher cost per troop than in Iraq because of the difficulty of transporting equipment and supplies there. But one of the biggest costs of the Iraq uh, war is the fact that we took our eye off the target in Afghanistan and the consequences of the Taliban regrouped and we are now being forced into another uh, bloody and expensive conflict. Linda, is there any way to make a comparison with past wars? I realize the dollar numbers are different, but um, in terms of per, per troop or per year of war or whatever, any comparisons possible? Well, this is the um, second most expensive war in U.S. history after World War II. But in World War II, we had a massive right. um, mobilization of the country. It's not really comparable. It's a tiny um, fraction of troops compared to World War II. That's right. It's yeah. a very, very tiny fraction of the of the country that is, is mobilized. Um, in World War II, you were looking at 14 million um, troops who were mobilized. Uh, and that, you know, which was at that point a significant portion of the mm-hmm. U.S. population. And it wasn't. Uh, I mean, it was it was deficit financed, but it was a growing U.S. economy at that time in the '40s. Uh, Linda, in looking for a takeaway here, and you know, in the last few seconds, is this beginning to look a little bit like what happened to the Soviet Union in Afghanistan, where they've just basically exhausted their economy? I mean, can we sustain this on any level? Uh, it it really is not. It, it, we're a wealthy country, but this is a very, very major drag on the economy. And we also have to think about the fact that we borrowed the $800 billion that we spent so far, and we still have to pay interest on that, so it is adding significantly to the national debt. Forget breaks. It's, it's sand in the gas tank of the U.S. economy. Linda Bilmes, professor at Harvard's Kennedy School of Government, co-author with Joe Stiglitz of the bestseller, The $3 Trillion War, The True Cost of the Iraq Conflict, Sticker Shock. Thank you, Linda. Thank you very much, John.